This week on the Boag World Web Design Podcast, the answer to designing responsive websites, Adobe Reflow, one of the best FTP clients around, Transmit, customer support made easy with Support B, and brand monitoring with Mention. I'm dissatisfied, Marcus. <laughs> You're always dissatisfied. I'm dissatisfied Paul. with everything. What's what's that book called? Why is everything shit? Oh, that is so the book for me. I didn't know this existed. Really? I've got to find it for you. It's been out for a while. Why everything is shit? No, hang on. It's not quite that. Uh, Book. This is interesting. Is it just me or is everything shit? That's the one. An encyclopedia attack on modern culture (laughs) and the standard reference work for anyone who believes everything is shit. I'm so buying that. That's just a book made for me. Okay, well, specifically, Paul. Mm, sorry, I'm now obsessed with this book. Yeah, see, I, I am useful to have around. You sent me on a tangent immediately. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Well done, you. Oh, and they've got a Kindle edition for only six ninety nine. Marcus's book recommendation for the week. There you go. I've, never, I've, I've only, it's one of those books that you pick up in the bookshop. Right. Stand there reading, giggling. Right. And I've never actually, um, yeah, I shouldn't say that. So, yes, of course, I bought it. Oh, um, I'm so getting that. There's so many books I want to read. You're, I'm, I'm, I told you this, didn't I? How I'm working through a web design book. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I am currently reading uh, the Hydrogen Sonata. Yes, I know. By Ian M. Banks, and it's just the business. Is it? Because it's. This is really boring for those people who've never never read Ian M. Banks, but basically he invented uh, a kind of universe. A universe called the culture. Well, it's it's a it's. It's a it's it's a different universe. It's like the Federation in Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah, but a lot cooler. Oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But anyway, but by, by the by, he's written loads of books that feature the culture and, and 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 how they work. But the most important beings, really, within the culture are the what basically the ships, the uh, AIs. Yeah, um, called Minds with a capital M. Yeah. Um, and he wrote a book. 10, 15 years ago called Accession, which was kind of, they were, rather than the humans... Yeah, humanoids, they were the main characters. They were the main characters, and this book, they're the main characters. Ah, oh, brilliant. And it's, it's just right up my street. The best thing about those books is, or um, for me, or the, the minds, is the ridiculous names they give themselves. Well, inane, aren't they? They're uh, really, really inane. Yes. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, but it's really long, rambling yeah, names yeah. that go on forever. Anyway, that's a tangent on my tangent. There's one, there's one in this book called warm considering <laughs> <There you go. laughs> which must make sense to them in yes. their huge minds exactly. that means nothing to us um so yes i'm dissatisfied because i've just got back from san francisco so i'm dissatisfied on a lot of levels okay first of all i'm dissatisfied with the weather in britain well, it's beautiful day it, today. It's flipping freezing. Yeah, but cold and shiny is lovely. Cold right? and shiny, yeah, but no, I'm just satisfied with the weather. I really, fine. really like... This is my favourite type of weather. I have to say it's mine as well, but <laughs> but it's cold. Yeah, you can't wander around having a drink outside no. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm also dissatisfied with our offices. 
because uh because i went around the twitter offices when i was there ah and they have you know they have fruit laid out everywhere and they have you know um every kind of drink you can imagine brilliant espresso machines it's all very posh and very nice so i'm dissatisfied with my office I think our offices are quite nice. I mean, a little bit shabby. Could do with a bit of a tart-up. They could definitely do with a tart-up. We've got a nice office. We we need to tart it up, I've decided. And third, and most important, I'm dissatisfied with this podcast set-up. Right. <laughs> I went I went I was lucky enough, thank you very much, Leo Laporte. He allowed me to go up to his studio and uh uh be on one of his shows this week in Google. And they have got the most amazing setup. They've got like this huge kind of open plan building um, with different studios for different shows, all within the same open plan area, an amazing kind of control desk with multiple <laughs> screens and all this really fancy stuff going on. And they have the str- live stream of their, pot- um, their chat room coming in because they broadcast mm. live. And it's just an incredible setup. And I come in, sit in here, and essentially we've got, a load of wires on a desk and we have a duvet hanging up next to us to deaden some of the sound it's not the rock and roll lifestyle i've come to expect it's all about the content paul <laughs> as as you have been preaching for years but once again uh, i'm dissatisfied <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so i had a nice trip to, to <clears throat> doesn't he, san francisco doesn't, don't, it's not it, his is tv effectively it's not video, it's not audio well then no they do they release both video oh, okay. and audio they started off as audio and i think the majority you don't need a huge open plan thing with lots of different studios unless you're I doing do. I camera do. work uh, uh, i i think <laughs> i think we should be doing video too it would be nice to have a proper studio but we don't need it do we do we oh, yes uh, of course uh, we do okay Right, and then he has and an his, engineer. He, he, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We need a guy on the desk balancing levels the whole way through, and and screens where you can pull How up different about things. Just and, someone that edits it afterwards. <laughs> that puts, would be a start. Or puts it? any thought or yeah. effort into it whatsoever. Yeah. So, I'm dissatisfied as well. Why are you dissatisfied? I've got a backache, and I can't go karting. So you're this dissatisfied afternoon. with getting old. Uh, no, I, the worst back I ever had was over 10 years ago. Oh, well, so, there you go. <clears throat> but, no, we're going karting with the clear left people this afternoon. We are. And I'm going to go and stand in a noisy arena. Yes, thinking, and pretend you're interested. What am I doing here? And that would be great. Yeah, if you're driving, I can't... Admittedly. No, I've got no interest in doing this whatsoever. Yeah. I wouldn't see the clear... I don't know why we're going to, cli- um, to, to karting. We should just go in the pub with them. Well, I don't know. You organised this. No, it was Andy's idea. I just do well, what Andy You and Andy organised it. I had no part saying it whatsoever. Well, next time round, you can pick. We'll yeah, go out for a curry somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Much better suited to us than, <laughs> than going karting. Although it should be... It'll be like the, the clash of the nerds. It'll, it'll be the level of badness involved. You speak to yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it'll be between me and Jeremy Keith as to who comes last, basically. Uh, po- and Jeremy can't even drive. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you who's going to come last now. Who's that? It'll be Ed. Oh, yeah. Well, Ed's got a... That's really unfair on Ed, because he's a huge bloke. Exactly. And, and so... And huge... Not I'm not a, sure he can even get in the car. It will be quite interesting. The poor little engine will be yeah. straining to get him round. And we're not saying... You know, this sounds very rude. We're not saying Ed no, is a beast a in any way. Player. He's just a big lad, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> and I'm quite interested about how Chris Sanderson's going to get in as well, because yeah. he, he has done it before. 
really tall. But yeah, they're yes, both like knows. over six and a half feet tall. So yeah, so big guys. That'll yes. be interesting. So yeah, I'd, Chris, no chance either. Even though no. he's thin, he probably, no. he probably weighs I don't know sixteen. 16 I, I'm so. I'm pinning my hopes on Dan. Dan, Chris, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. Our RMD. Yeah. Weighs about the same as my little finger. Yeah, but Chris is like a bit <laughs> safety conscious, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he is competitive. Yeah. And yeah. also he cycles a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. Mr. Fit. Yeah. Weighs nothing. Yeah. Could be. Perfect. Perfect. Carter. Excellent. Right, so we're going to win them. We're going to beat them. <laughs> because so. this is going to go out after we've done it. Uh, oh, um, of course, so we yes. need to now announce to the world that we've won absolutely that's how confident we are uh, and i bet i don't know i bet uh, andy bud 50 pounds that we win and i and he handed it over afterwards yes i'm rich which you then gave to charity obviously because you're a nice person god no <laughs> <laughs> so as um i said at the top of the show we're going to be looking at adobe reflow we're going to be looking at something called support b transmit and um have we talked mention. about transmit before no we haven't actually we did in passing when sure? we talked about coda okay but we haven't kind of delved into it fine so we're going to get into that a little bit um today but we're going to kick off by talking about the answer to the responsive design problem <laughs> So when I was over in San Francisco... <laughs> Were you over in San Francisco? Oh, I, I was over in San Francisco. <sighs> well, I have this jet-setting lifestyle, yeah, although yeah. I'm now done for the year, which I have to well, say... Well, seeing as it's early November... <laughs> what what day is it? I don't know what I don't day know. it's supposed to be. <laughs> Mid-November, <laughs> it's, probably. It's near the end of the year, Paul. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to do as much next year. Set Peru and probably San Francisco and Washington again. But anyway, that's another story. So when I was in San Francisco with my jet setting lifestyle, yeah. one of the things that I was talking about, uh, I was presenting at a conference that was made up primarily of print designers that are moving across to the web. And oh, yeah, I remember speaking to the person who was arranging that. Where would I have... That? Yes, when you, we were doing Future of... You were doing a workshop with me, one of the Future of oh, workshops, right, right. and that the person that was uh, arranging it yeah. Um, was there and it was a brilliant conference really good and i think they've got a real niche in in people that that aren't maybe as knowledgeable and moving across and mm. one of the presentations i gave was um <clears throat> do you need an app for that yeah. um which was talking about um the different options that are available to you when it comes to mobile and of course one of the things i talked about was responsive design mm-hmm. um but one of the things that I said as I was talking about responsive design is that responsive design is not without its challenges. It's got a number of different challenges. And one of the big challenges for this particular audience is the fact you have to let go of pixel perfect control. You know, things obviously move and flex mm. as you resize the browser, which is quite a big thing for print designers, you know, because they're very used to having a, a defined canvas to work upon. And of course, a part of that is the fact that the the tools that we traditionally use to build websites um, or to do design for websites, should I say, the first thing you have to do is set a canvas size. You open up Photoshop, first thing you do, you enter <clears throat> yeah. a canvas size, which obviously sucks from a responsive design point of view. And that's mm. why there's been this big movement of, oh, we should be designing in the browser. Um, but that's quite a tricky thing to do if you're a designer and not a coder, because there is this group of people, and yes, there's this whole 
um, you know, movement again that a designer should be able to code, and I do believe that. But um, it might not be your strength. It might not be your strength. Your strength might be a bit, a bit like Lee, for example. Yes, it works for us. He can code, but it's not his strength. But a fantastic interface designer. Absolutely. Um, what do you mean? Still, <laughs> he's getting old. He's oh, past his prime. Not he can't <laughs> see very well. He dribbles a lot when he designs. You know that yeah, kind of well, thing. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. He um, might actually listen to this. Yeah. Highly. <laughs> Marcus does love you, despite his rudeness. So, um... I wasn't actually being rude, you just took it the wrong way. I oh, couldn't be bothered to explain myself. Oh, that's... that's <laughs> like so much. Um, yes. Uh, you, you're completely off. I am now. You I've lost it. where you are. Yeah, so, so, essentially, there's been this reaction against tools like Photoshop because you have to define a canvas size and because that... That's you know doesn't work particularly well with responsive design. But it's design. not beyond the realms of uh, the human brain to start off with a wide canvas, or even start off with a narrow canvas, and and you know have different points where you can think right, the design's going to work uh, like this at this particular yeah. canvas width. But what what you have to, what you end up having to do is create an effect multiple Photoshop documents to show the developer and show the client what it's going to look like at different sizes. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, this will shift there. It's not as simple as that. But you can do that at wireframing stage now. And Axia, that we yeah. reviewed yonks ago, yeah. that now allows you to do responsive Does uh, it? Responsive wireframes. Link to Axia in the show notes. Yeah. That's really good. It is. Well, Adobe are tackling this problem as well. Okay. Um, and they've produced um, Adobe Reflow. Now, it's still, it's not actually in um, publicly available yet. Um, so I'm giving you a heads up for it. And they've been really kind to include me on the beta of it. It's, it really annoys me when people do this, actually. I don't know why I'm doing it. Uh, all the time when, you know, so <laughs> you have these shows, you get it on, on the Twit network where they go, oh, yes, I've been, I've been playing with this, this wonderful new tool. You're not allowed it yet. But it's great. And that's exactly what I'm effectively doing now. So I apologise for that. But it is worth keeping an eye <laughs> well, on this. I don't this. care that much. <laughs> well, <laughs> as, you, as you know, Marcus, I was desperate to try and find things to put on this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> what about next week? <laughs> I don't know. Please, please, guys, post more ideas of more apps at boagworld.com. It seemed app. like such a good idea. Yeah, such great content. You think of them, well, I don't know, might even be billions of apps. Now. I know. Uh, we could find but it's ones that I've got some knowledge of or, or I can sound vaguely intelligent about and that narrows the field quite we've got, dramatically we've just got to go off piste and do stuff like I said games um, <laughs> what, else, what else can we cover all uh, kinds of random exactly, things just random stuff the Tesco shopping app yeah things yeah, like which that everyone's going to be interested in exactly <laughs> so so we're giving up this whole web design business and just making us alright you got to find one web design one every week <laughs> just the one anyway <laughs> so um, Adobe Reflow is the kind of Adobe's response to this problem and essentially I like to think of it as, as Photoshop but for responsive design but it's really expensive isn't it well, a lot of people now are using the Adobe Creative Cloud, so they'll get it automatically right. as part of the Creative Cloud Your $50 a month or yeah, whatever it is. I don't know how much it's going to be yet. They haven't got that far. Um, it's, in a, it's a real beta rather than the make-believe beaters that people put out these days. It actually is fairly rough and ready around the edges. It's got okay. quite a lot of bugs in. So there's quite a lot that's still not really working very well on it. And I think it's going to be a while before it's out. But it really is going to be the answer to a lot of the problems. Um, 
you can see a link to it in the show notes and you can get to all the details about it but essentially you can um you can go in and you can lay out stuff well first thing you do is you set up a grid system in it so you say how many columns you want um etc etc you can um then start adding in elements you can put in your logo your type and all that kind of thing um and what you're doing is as you drop in elements you're essentially defining them as you would do if you were coding it up so you say you know you um you set the the um position of elements the color of um text the font that you can use and it ties in with you know google web fonts and various other services that are out there that you know allow you to have different fonts okay um and adobe's own font um library that they're now offering online and i think it offers typekit as well doesn't offer font deck which is a shame because i love font deck and I happen to use that, but it allows you to do all of that kind of stuff. So you can lay out your typography and your your imagery, and you can create gradient, you know, backgrounds and drop shadows and rounded corners, all the stuff that you would be able to do in CSS, um, and also stuff that you would do, you would naturally do in Photoshop. But it's more WYSIWYG. It's a WYSIWYG environment, right? right? It's no no coding involved in it at all. Um, so you do all this layout stuff, but you can also then establish breakpoints. So it, it will do, it'll make everything automatically scalable. Mm-hmm. So everything's in percentage positioning. Um, but as you scale down, you can say, okay, at this point, I want to add a breakpoint where something moves position. So you can then start moving those elements around and it remembers it based on the breakpoints. So you can really control your layout, your style. Um, now, my big concern about this um was that okay are we just creating dreamweaver here Mm. effectively a modern dreamweaver and any kind of web designer worth their salt will go okay dreamweaver dreamweaver is a really interesting one because uh, as good web designers we all can turn up our nose at dreamweaver because it has this wiggy whiz environment which isn't going to produce particularly good code Mm. so my concern was that people would turn up their nose at Reflow for the same reason. And basically, there'll be a whole generation of designers that go, I don't need to learn code. I just export it from Reflow, and it makes it work. And it kind of makes it work, but it's not very good. Now, actually, as with Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver is a really good coding environment, and you Mm. can ignore the WYSIWYG editor. With Reflow, they've gone in a different direction. So it is all WYSIWYG. There is no coding environment. Mm. But you cannot export it, right? <laughs> you cannot. It is built on HTML. It's built on CSS. But there's no option to export it out and build a website, okay? Mm. What you can do is you can click on any particular element, right? Mm. And it'll pop up a little code box to show you the code for that element. But that's not enough to just kind of throw out the site, you know, and, and mm. create a site. But it is great for a developer. If I'm a designer and I hand to you, the developer, mm. that you can then look, okay, so he's done, used this color for the background or he's used this font or whatever else. So it's great from the kind of developer's point of view to find out what he needs, but it doesn't kind of replace um, somebody hand coding the site. Does that make sense? It does. It Does this not promote the idea of a going forward an interface designer who doesn't need to know the code um well it depends to a certain degree or yeah. less of a degree than they would right now yes 
Uh, well, no, because at the moment, I, I actually think, if anything, it improves things. Because as it stands right now, there's a whole generation of web designers that produce their stuff in Photoshop, they hand their Photoshop cr- file across yeah, to the yeah, designer yeah. and job's done. That's yeah, it. They walk away. At least with this, they could actually look at the code of the element that they've yeah, created. So it's quite a nice way of learning code mm. to some degree for a designer coming in for the first time. My concern with this, I suppose, is... And this, I'm not, I'm not a designer, so no. it doesn't really... You don't uh, care. Uh, well, it's not... I do... It just kind of feels like you're constraining yourself before you can start the creative process. But then maybe you've what, started that on way? a piece of paper. I don't know. You haven't... The fact that the first things you have to do are set global things that you talked about. No, you, well, you don't have to do any of that. You, you know, you can, you can um, not have a grid system if you want to. Mm. You could just use it completely like Photoshop. But the fact, 99% of designers, when they open up Photoshop, they are putting an underlying grid system. This yeah. just makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. I, as I said, it's, that's, it, it, it's it a occurred lot, as a thought. Yeah. I was like, I, it's I, a I, lot I, less confi- um, constraining them than <laughs> designing in the browser, certainly. Yeah. Um, maybe it's slightly more constraining than Photoshop. Yeah, probably is, to be honest. Um, but it, it's it's pretty damn good, I have to say. It's a very, very good tool. Um, one of the big questions that people always ask when I mention this is, well, you know, what what file does this create? Can I show a client it, for example? Mm. How do I ha- pass it across to um, a developer? Well, with the developer, it's not a problem because they'll run Reflow too, and you can just pass it across. And it's actually passing it across. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it, it, it's a kind of got its own format. Um, but you can, it, it keeps all of the images separately, which is nice. So it means that the developer can instantly get all the images when he builds the website. Um, in terms of showing it to clients, um, basically you can just upload it to Adobe's free kind of temporary hosting environment thing that it provides. Um, and so in that case, it is producing HTML and CSS. And mm. so a, a client can just go to it with a web browser and be able to, to, you know, use it and access it without having reflow on their machine or anything like that. Mm. Um, so that's the other great thing about it is the client is instantly seeing a responsive website rather than having to imagine it, which is great. I have another possible concern. Yeah, go for it. Um, I mean, I'm not, don't, you know, (laughs) I'm not defending this project. I know, I'm just trying trying to imagine. You're uh, being devil's advocate. Yes, there's a, there is a scenario here where the, whatever the client sees is the, it's the old the old um, the, the analogy where we're showing them the Safari version of a design, yeah, and what and what they finally get delivered on when they're viewing it in IE eight looks a bit different. Well, there's um, the interesting thing, and I I don't know this yet because I haven't mm. used this in anger. Yeah, you know, I have now got a beta, but I haven't really had a chance to have a proper play with it. Yeah, what does it if output? It, if it is out, which I think it is outputting, according to the, the guy at Adobe I spoke to, it is outputting HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, right? Mm. And that's what it's putting on the site. So if somebody comes along and views it in IE8, they will see an IE8 version of it. Mm. So actually, in that sense, it's more realistic than what somebody will get if they view it in Photoshop. Well, the, the other concern there is, is that, that it it'll be shit. horribly broken in IEA. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I haven't tested yet. But yeah. they're going to have to address that. Yeah. And I love the way, I, I've got to say, it's a really progressive and good way this team is working. You know, they really are trying to include 
um, web designers in the process and get lots of feedback. And I, you know, I'm I'm part of a mailing group now, and I'm seeing lots of feedback that they're taking on board and stuff. I haven't seen that particular point mentioned, and that may well be because the service isn't there to upload it yet. I need right. to look into that one. It's a really good point. That is a good one to, to um, look into and perhaps I'll feedback in a future show of that. Okay, cool. But it's certainly useful. I mean, the other question people want to know is how long before it's going to be out? I don't know. I don't work for Adobe. Um, but I have to say, I think it has still got some significant work to be done on it. I reckon if I had to pick a completely random number out of my ass it would be six months yeah that's quite <laughs> disgusting i don't know where that came from i'm really sorry about that top of my head most people top of the head that's that's the phrase that's the phrase but i'm so used to speaking out of my ass that it, it felt like my head um so there we go so this is we're, we're looking really at weird. april the 26th that's a very <laughs> pulled it out there there we go all sorted in one go. Right. I know what day of the week that is now. <laughs> It'll probably be <laughs> Sunday or something totally useless. So there we go. That is Adobe Reflow. Let's move on to our next app. Okay. So next I wanted to talk about something that we have already mentioned on the show before, which is Transmit. When we were talking about Coda. It's a Friday, by the way. It's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's it someone will hold us to this thing. you do know that right <laughs> what so, if it comes true that'd be brilliant <laughs> we would look like this so clever wouldn't we it'd be awesome i said it i would oh well, okay. <laughs> or your look really dumb as is more likely yes that's far more likely so yeah we talk, transmit yeah we, we talked about Ooh, coda didn't we? yes there's not a lot to get excited <laughs> about over this one i'll give you that um so we talked about coda didn't we from panic uh which was yes. a a um a coding environment <laughs> as it as you, the name implies and that does have a built-in ftp client in it but i don't really use that ftp client that much um because i also own transmit and Transmit is their FTP package. I wish that they would integrate the two together, to be honest. But why would they when they can make twice as much money? Because <laughs> yes. um, I have Transmit, but not Coda. Ah, you see, there we go. There's no point in me having Coda. No, because you don't code. No. Um, the reason I want to talk about Transmit is because I think it is a really good ftp program there are a lot of ftp programs out there and it's easy to think all ftp programs are made equal but they're not okay why aren't they paul well this is the one thing. window here another window there well uh, yeah draggy stuff over from one to the other i know but <laughs> some are prettier than others <laughs> okay <laughs> no that's the uh, transmit's got such a nice logo it has nice got icon the, it's got the best icon it's lovely icon. so that's a reason to spend yeah. money on it no there is more <laughs> to it than that uh, transmit it's a mac only app i apologize for that for you non-mac users but i did want to quickly mention it because it's got some really good stuff in it um for a start it, it is fast. It is a fast FTP client. Um, it allows multiple connections at the same time. Um, it deals really well, I think, with small files. An FTP program can really slow down when it's got to put up hundreds of individual files. Oh, uh, right. Um, because, I, you know, I never tiny. deal with that. Yeah. I only ever deal with the enormous audio files. Yeah, exactly. So it, it ten, I think it's really good for that. It, it impresses me from that point of view. You can also control your bandwidth if you if you so wish, although I don't think that's 
that big a one. Um, where I think things get really interesting is it has a sync ability, which I love. Right. So say if you... Oh, right. I uh, didn't know that. And this is, this is where... If you, um, where I'd really like this built into Coda, but it doesn't, it isn't. Um, but it is, interestingly, Sync is part of Espresso, I think, which is their competitor. Mm. Yes, it is. And that, that's why it annoys me slightly. Um, so essentially what it will do is it will, um, look at your development server, your local server, sorry, your mm. local host and your, your development server, compare the files, um, and then transfer accordingly if there's certain ones that are missing or whatever. And you can set all kinds of options. So you can say, make it a one way sync where you look at the, the local files and just update onto the live and vice versa it also you can have it to remove files that no longer exist on the remote server but do exist locally all kinds of things like that really really useful um when you're designing a website to be able to sync like that because often oftentimes um you know you for whatever reason you've you know you've rejigged the file system and now stuff doesn't exist hmm. locally anymore and you want that reflected on the live site you want so you want it to be able to remove um you know those features you know those files from the the remote site so there's all that kind of stuff it does things like support for amazon s3 as well it's got secure um uh um ftp but it also has got some really cool little bits and bobs that i like for example um you can create droplets um, <laughs> why did that make you smile? I don't know. <laughs> so a droplet is um, essentially a little thing that sits on your desktop. You drag a file on it; it's automatically FTP'd to an appropriate place. Right? Okay. That's really useful. Um, so for you, for example, you're always sending your audio to the same place. You I can am- create a droplet, then you just drag your file on there. Job done. I might well do that. Yes. The other, the other little thing that it's got, which I really like. Why do they call them droplets? Because oh, you drop, you drop things, things in on it. them. Yeah. Drop don't don't thing. screw up, you know. <laughs> what would you call it then? Come on. A thing. A thing. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's your trouble. You're, you're happy to mock and criticise <laughs> other people. You'd yeah. make a good food critic, you would, or a theatre critic. I would make an excellent food critic. You just slag off yeah. stuff with no abilities of your own. Oh no, I can cook. I'm no good at acting, so I'll give you that. But I wouldn't want to be a theatre critic. Right. I think being a food critic is probably the best job in the world. Do you reckon? Yes. But don't... But, <laughs> and so wouldn't it ruin going out for a meal? Because you do it all the time? No. <laughs> I, I think... No, it, it really, would. really wouldn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> you just become it. really fussy. And fat. And fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would. Yeah. <laughs> um... Right. What was I we've talking got, about? Off Droplets. My wife has got me on a new diet. Oh no! Now what? Um, it's called the If Diet, which is um, apparently the new fad, where you basically it's in, intermittent fasting. Right. Which is two days a week. Yeah. You're supposed to fast. We don't fast, but you kind of cut your calories by seventy five percent. Right. And it's supposed to obviously it's just a maths thing. So yeah. Therefore, two days a week you're eating less. Therefore, you will lose, lose weight. weight. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's really good for you as well for reasons I can't remember. It's to do with the body goes into a, 
into straight rege- shock, regener- like in case. regeneration <laughs> instead of you know it, it fixes things instead of creates new stuff. Apparently, I don't know. It's probably a lot of old crap, but um, so yeah. So how's that going for you? Well, yesterday was my first day, and it was all right. Right. <laughs> was that one of the fasting days? Yeah, yeah. You do, so two, do you eat two fasting days a week. And you and eat normal the rest of the time? Whatever you like the rest of the time. See, that's quite good. I it could, is. I could it? do that. Yeah. I could do that. Because she said, it's Christmas coming up. You're fat. Your wife is always putting you on diets. Yeah, that's because I'm just such a glutton. This started off with me wanting to be a food critic. Right. So I see. Yeah. So, food critics, where did we get to? Uh, droplets. Droplets. Yes, you didn't like the name. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing that it does, um, which I really like, is you can actually um, take one of your FTP whatever, you know, um, connections, mm-hmm. and then mount it as a drive on your device, on your um, Mac. So, suddenly it becomes like another hard drive. And you can just interact with it in exactly the same way as a hard didn't drive. Know that. In the Finder. Yeah, look, so I've just done it now. Let me show you. Okay. So this is no good. This, so is, this is great for everyone listening. This is really good. So what I'm doing now is uh, there's, um, I've right-clicked on, a, on something within Transmit. Yep, got it. And I've gone to, you can see, look, you can save, save as Droplet, yeah. but you can mount as Disk. And when you mount... That would be even better, better for me. Yeah. If you, well... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because it's and there, then, I can interact with it within... Yeah, so there it is it. on the desktop, um, uh, an icon that's got a little truck on it, and you can double-click on that, and then it's just opened up in Finder. Exactly the same. You can edit and delete files and all the rest of it. Wow. That's cool, eh? Yes. I didn't now, know it did all these things. You see, you well, just it, thought it, it was just, just FTP, for FTP. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there are other applications that do a lot of this stuff. It just does it well, and that's why I love it, and that's why I'm recommending it as our developer pick of the week. <laughs> what I didn't say mm-hmm. was the cost of transmit. Yeah, it's not cheap, is it? Um, I don't know, actually. Let me just... <laughs> <laughs> you, you carry got... on, I'll have a look. La, 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 la. You <laughs> put me off guard here. Bye now. Here we go. I'm there. I'm uh, there. Okay. It's all good, except my connection has now gone slow, obviously, because I'm looking up something. Yeah. Well, it's what... typical, isn't it? It got really slow. This is embarrassing. Come on. We can do this. I'm looking up. So I'm looking up the next thing we're looking at. Oh right, right. So to, oh no, it's not that much at all. Transmit for one copy of it, thirty-four dollars bargain. It's not sixty-nine p though, is it? Oh, wait, oh, don't start <laughs> that again. Thirty-nine dollars is an absolute bargain because I mean it's a working kind of work kind of tool. There are free FTP programs out there. But what you're saying, though, Sorry, for example, code has got FTP built into it. So Yeah. But that depends that, whether then. you're using... Yeah, but it doesn't have sync and it doesn't have droplets and it doesn't have mount to disk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you got a little bit excited about droplets, didn't you? You got a, a little bit excited. Yeah, well, excited's a bit strong, but I thought I could use that, yes. Yes. So, therefore, I shall. Right. Okay, so now we will move on to our next... Um, next segment which is which is support B how exciting does this sound are you excited uh, not really well when I- <laughs> <laughs> your enthusiasm in this show is, is unbelievable some things I like this one doesn't sound that interesting well I mean it's, this is quite quite interesting one of the things that I said in my other presentation in San Francisco <sighs> yes is how important when it comes to when it comes to running a website, you 
you tend to focus very much on the website and its usability on all of those kinds of things but a successful website is about a heck of a lot more than just the website itself it's about the customer service that goes around that right yep so whether you're doing um an e-commerce site whether you're doing a blog that you know even even boag world you know it's just as important that i'm replying to people on social networks that i answer their emails in a timely manner that is part of running a good website is the the kind of customer service you provide above and beyond just the website itself and a big part of that is support now Support can vary hugely from website to website as to what you're supporting. It might be, you know, in, in my case, it's when people buy ebooks that I need to provide them with support for that. I can't don't download my file for whatever reason, or mm-hmm. you know, or I bought it on the iPhone and then realised that you can't download anything on the iPhone. Um, is one that I had recently. It's like. <laughs> 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 um uh, but but that would be rude to talk like that about your users yes um it would be rude so, so but, but i'm it, not going to edit it out it's just it's out no there. you don't edit yeah. anything out sometimes i do do you yes well, oh interesting have i been edited all over, over all these years and never you known didn't it know, did you? <laughs> it's normally things i've said like, oh, right. hang on a minute no don't say that <laughs> <laughs> I remember if I've said anything dodgy. Oh, right. But you don't remember if I, I said anything dodgy. No. Oh, great. So I look like a complete moron while you look really intelligent. Absolutely. I edit all the ums and the ahs out and everything. <laughs> this wonderful, you know, professional thing. podcast. What's the name? Doodah. Doodah. Yeah. There you go. You need to edit that for a start. Um, so, yeah, you might be running an e-commerce. Anyway, sorry. What is this thing? Tell me what so it is. What is it? Uh, sorry. I was building up to it. I was building some tension. So, so is support B? Guess what it is. Have a stab, Marcus, at what that might be. I reckon it's the easiest way to manage customer support emails. <laughs> you just read that straight <laughs> off their website. So this was recommended by somebody um, in the in the comments at boagworld.com forward slash apps. And uh, Marcus, I think you've got the little thing that, that he wrote. Is it a he? I don't know. Avinasha. Av- Avinasha. I, the reason, uh, the only reason I picked this app is because he has an impronou- unpronounceable name, and I wanted to make you say it. Avinasha Shastri. That's pretty good. But it's he, she, don't know. Anyway, I have seen. An- Come on, it's it's our podcast. It's a he. Probably. Yeah. I don't. I mean, would yeah, would any yeah. self-respecting woman listen to us for an hour? <laughs> Some do. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, right. Yes. Uh, this person. Yes. This says, genderless individual. Says, I have seen an interest in customer support tools in the podcast from time to time. Really? Yeah, I was uh, thinking that as um, well. There are a lot of tools out there, but not one as different as SupportBee, supportbee.com. Uh, it's been built with only one intention, to help to help team in a team in answering your support requests efficiently and collaboratively. It has no complex ticket states and works like email. It takes care of ticket management for you and has no learning curve. Uh-huh. That's my kind of thing. Yes. So I read that and thought, oh, this looks quite good. I'll go and check it out. Then I read the bit that I didn't include on there, which is he's a developer of it. Oh. So he's totally biased. <laughs> but 
I'd already looked at it by that stage yes. and thought I can't be asked to find anything else. No, yeah. I actually thought it is it is quite good. So even though it was being promoted by the developer of the app, I don't care. That's allowed. Yeah, and I quite like the look of it. Um, what? See, there are all these customer support tools out there, right? And most of them, for the vast majority of people, are a sledgehammer to crack a nut, right? Mm -hmm. They don't really need to be that complicated. And Support Beat is really simple. You know, normally with these things, there's like support tickets and all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff, which for you as someone managing... um, kind of a customer support system is great fine it might be wonderful having support tickets but for a user you don't want all that hassle you just want to send an email mm. do you know what i mean and know that it's going to be yeah. responded to and, 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 and not forgotten about and exactly and, and that's what i like about support b is that it, it has got this this ability to have a very natural email conversation as a user you know, to the point where you can even write stuff in line. So another thing you always get with these support queries is when they write back to you, you have to write above a certain line, and it all mm. seems very formal. Well, this, you can even go in and, and put comments in amongst their comment, and it, it it's really natural way of, of responding to customer inquiries. But equally, it's still got all the good things from a support ticket system Um on the kind of the back end of it yeah so um you can you can answer so when when you get when you log into it you get an inbox essentially of all the un un, you know answered queries in there you go in and you answer them as soon as you answer them it then disappears it's it's archived away and it'll reappear if if you need to do something about it again if for some reason you want to kind of keep something around for some reason you can just star it um, it's great for collaboration because often with with um, when it comes to customer support, there are multiple people that are involved with that. So it'll allow you to assign a um, an individual inquiry to a specific individual and then they get notified either on email or SMS notifications or even in Campfire. Actually, it's integrated with Campfire, which is quite nice. Um it's got built into it all the kind of things that you need uh, when you're doing customer support. Things like snippets, keyboard shortcuts, signatures, um, which is really important because you're answering the same questions again and again and yeah. again. Yeah. Um, it's something that can be expanded. So it's got things like filters and webhooks and an API behind it, which is really good. And again, it's this really good thing of it creates a very human interaction. You feel like you're talking to an individual because you don't have any ugly case IDs or, you know, or have to answer in any particular way. So it's a really natural conversation. So I was pretty impressed with it. It was quite nice. Sounds good. Whether it's something I've, uh, after saying all of that, you could do a lot of this with email. So, for example, when we, we ran Get Sign Off, mm. um, we just used Gmail and used labels within Gmail and different people could log in and, and stuff like that. So, it's kind of, I, it, they've kind of positioned themselves for people that want something slightly more sophisticated in just doing it via email, um, but not as, you know, sophisticated as a full-blown system. Um, uh, email did get a bit annoying after a while because you'd have to file stuff away and you'd have to remember to label it correctly mm. for, for for different people and it got just a little bit complicated and I think this if I was doing get sign off now this would be perfect for us 
in terms of pricing, um, they price it in a really good way, which I love, right? Often these um, support customer service tools are priced um, based on how many agents, how many people are using it, Mm. right? And that can get um, annoying because somebody might be using it for a little while, but not a lot. Or mm. There's all kinds of things. So they just say unlimited number of agents. You can have as many people involved in answering queries as you want to. Um, and they just charge you on a number of tickets you have per month. Yeah. Right. Um, which makes a lot more sense because if you think about it, number of tickets you uh, a month represents the number of users that you're having the number of users are the number of people that are paying in most mm. cases so it, it kind of you're happy to pay more money as you're you know as you're you're getting more money from your users if that makes sense so 300 tickets per month um is 19 dollars thousand is 49 dollars and then it starts to get into silly money you know of 149 dollars for 5000 and 349 for for 10000 i mean i imagine it would be really annoying if you get 1001 and you go from 49 dollars a month to 149 so that's not so great um but yeah i mean that's the other thing it would be annoying if you would if you were running get sign off and you had 10 for example well, ten in, support queries yeah i don't know well, I'm, I'm exaggerating if you had if you had 50 that's yeah. not beyond the realms it would be nice to pay ten dollars for that yeah i guess so so i guess there are downsides to it but that's the, the what they've got set up you've got a 14 day free trial it's worth checking out. I like the simplicity of it. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't try and do too much or try too hard. So um, you can try it for 14 days. You can set it up. You don't need a credit card in order to set it up, which is really nice. They're not going to automatically start charging you after 14 days. I hate applications that do that. Mm. So have a look at it. Supportb.com. So finally, we come to our mobile app of the week but this one actually is not just it's a mobile. not a mobile <laughs> no it is a mobile app <laughs> yes it's not on a mobile at all it's um it's available on the app store uh for iphone it's also available as an android app but it's also which i didn't realize it's available as a mac app as well and even as a chrome app so it's just a an add-in for chrome what is it what is it it is mention um mention is essentially do you know what for a giggle i'm gonna play you the video of it it's one of the most cringe making videos <laughs> ever so so you've got a minute and 30 to be tortured i'm gonna make you listen to i'll probably crack <laughs> listen to as much as you can before you've had enough okay right it sells it really badly mm. to start with i think a completely the wrong audience but it does kind of get to the point eventually here we go Is it playing? You're not getting anything. Everywhere, every second in this big, big world, we live, work, compete, converse, and interact with each other. We all know what it's like to walk away from a conversation wondering what others really think of us. Nobody likes to be left out of the loop. Well, what if you can be in the know anytime, anywhere? You can with Mention. Let's say you're at this party enjoying a glass of Dom Perignon with this gorgeous babe. You end up leaving the party without finding out her name. (gasps) However, a friend tells you about this incredible app that allows you to be notified every time someone mentions your name online. 
With it, you find out that the girl posted your picture and name on Instagram. Now you know who she is. Good luck, bro. Businesses too. You're a L'Oreal employee who has just launched a brand new skin cream. Unfortunately, you find out that a competitor has just rolled out a similar product. You decide to use Mention to take your customer feedback into account, and you're able to beat out your competition and become the market leader again. Congrats! I'm gonna have to kill now. You run a small business, and you're interviewed before leaving for a long, long trip. You're going to work from a very remote location. That's no problem. No Stay problem. Stay up to date and find out that this small news agency wrote a huge Make it cool stop. Article okay, you can't cracks. hope anymore. You did pretty well, actually. You only had 10 seconds left to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the principle. So essentially what it what it's doing is... Um, it's, and I'm having a glass of Dom Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a gorgeous babe. Yeah, no, that's, forget that bit. Forget that bit. <laughs> But, you know, we all we all have to monitor mentions of our brands. Now, there's loads of tools out there that kind True. of me, uh, monitor social networks, but this monitors everything. So not only will it monitor Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else, it'll also monitor, you know, uh, website mentions, that kind of stuff. Now, you can do all of these things without a problem using various free tools that are out there. You can use Google notifications, for example, which was recently updated, I believe. Links in the show note. Um, uh, so they've made some improvements to that. But I, I just like this 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 app. Um, so essentially, I've got it set up for mentions of Headscape, mentions of Boag World, and mentions of me, right? Me, 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 me. Me, me, me. It's all about me. <laughs> um, and so every time something's posted on the website, you can, um, you know, it goes bing at you and you can go and have a look at it. I actually find the notifications a bit annoying because I'm just mentioned so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. How sad. Yeah. It just bing, bing, bing yeah, all, all the time. time. Yeah. No, it's not quite that bad. Um, but what so so you can basically you get these little notifications you can click on them up it pops it can you can then you can see what how it's um what's been said about you yeah. for know. a master this is a useful thing absolutely and that is you know I, I may get mentioned every 30 seconds but obviously all of them are bad so i can see all the terrible things people are saying about me um, it's got something in it that's quite nice, which is it's got an anti-noise technology. Um, so essentially, as you're removing things, if you delete stuff, it learns that, oh, hang on, that was spam or that was rubbish or whatever. So it does get better. It supports teamwork where you can assign different people to follow up on stuff if you want to. Um, you get those live alerts that I mentioned, which can be either via email or push notification. Um, it works on a huge range of devices. As I said, it works on, on the PC. Oh, it's got a PC version. Um, it's got a Chrome app, a Mac app, even works on Linux because of its, um, Chrome app, I'm guessing. Um, it's got mobile versions for the iPhone and the, um, Android. I've only ever used the, um, the, the, um, mobile version. So it's a surprise to me. Um, uh, you can react to mentions in smart ways. You can retweet a mention. You can share positive mentions directly on your Facebook page, stuff like that. Um, you can also prioritize um, mentions as well and flag them. You get statistics and data export tools and all this kind of good stuff. Really quite impressive. Now, I'm actually not paying for this, 
which yeah. is a bonus. What's the, what, there is a free plan. There is a free plan, and I'm using the free plan. What um, does three alerts mean? Three alerts means three search terms. So in, I've said my three. Right, right. Paul Boag, Boag World, Headscape. So in a lot I mean, that would work for probably quite a big yeah, product. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, or, yeah, although, yes. I mean, you, I, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, but there is a limit. To I did f- wonder why you weren't searching on me. And now I know yeah, why. I would do, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Um, but I, mean, I am limited to 500 mentions per month. So, obviously, I, I blow so that out in a day. Yeah. yeah. Morning. So, a so, morning, yeah, really. Morning. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that <laughs> lasts me a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it only, only gives you, like, one month's worth of history, if that makes sense. It only kind of goes back a month. But what, what is... Uh, so you can't actually access your stats like you no can you can't you don't have kind of historical stats you're just being notified if that makes what does sense. one month history mean so if i want to look at my one month history what do i actually see you can see all of the mentions for the last month so you can't download those into excel no and you can't get any kind of statistics or data reporting on that there is a pro plan which is a 19.99 per month which again this is dollars so that's mm. that's not too bad for for a marketeer that's taking your marketing seriously yeah if you're if you're doing something where you are marketing a business yeah then Absolutely fine. I mean, to be honest, we probably should be using it, but I, I don't care that much. Then I could include you because yeah, I would yeah. get unlimited alerts, fifty thousand mentions a month. So it might just manage to fit me in as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, unlimited history. You get statistics. You get export tools and stuff like that. And then mm. there's a kind of super duper deluxe, ninety nine dollars per month. But the only difference is that you can have multiple. Multiple teams, basically, yeah. of different people in there managing it. Yeah, which yeah. I guess in most cases isn't that big a deal. I bet they don't sell many of those. No, I bet they don't. So there you go. So I didn't realise they had a Mac app, and I think I'll be. I'm, I've just clicked on the download button because I I would quite like the Mac app. It'd be almost more useful than the iPhone app. So even though I've said mm. this is a mobile thing, it's get not. the Mac app yeah. <laughs> or the Chrome <laughs> app. Um, yeah, so really good. Check it out. That is mention which is um, mention.net. But obviously, there'll be a link in the show notes as well. Okay, I think that about wraps up this week's show, except, obviously, for enduring Marcus's joke. This is a really good one. Is it a good one? Yeah. You've really raised our expectations. Uh, I know. It's quite a long one, so sit back. Okay. Um, I'm in no hurry. I've got nothing better to do other than karting. (sighs) I wish I had my glasses with me. It's getting to the point now when I need to have them all the time. Oh, dear. Here we go. Look at that. That is such a... (laughs) You pulled the classic (laughs) I can't read things face. Anyway, here we go. A bloke is driving around the back lanes of Cornwall. Right. And he he sees a sign in front of a broken down shanty style house talking dog for sale anyone remember this one no you don't anyway he rings the cowbell and the owner appears and tells him the dog is in the backyard bloke goes round the back and sees a nice looking labrador retriever sitting there you talk he asks yep the lab replies after the bloke recovers uh, sorry hang on a minute after the bloke recovers from the shock of hearing a dog talk he says so what's your story the lab looks up and says well I discovered that I could talk when I was pretty young. I wanted to help the government, so I joined the diplomatic service. In no time at all, MI5 had me jetting from country to country, sitting in rooms with spies and world leaders because no one figured a dog would be eavesdropping. I was one of their most valuable spies for eight years running. But the jetting around really tired me out, and I knew I wasn't getting any younger, so I decided to settle down. I signed up for a job at the airport to do some undercover security, 
wandering near suspicious characters and listening in. I uncovered some incredible dealings and was awarded a batch of medals. I got married, had a mess of puppies, and now I'm just retired. The bloke is amazed. He goes back in and asks the owner what he wants for the dog. Ten pounds, the owner says. Ten pounds? This dog is amazing. Why on earth are you selling him so cheap? Because he's a liar. He never did any of that stuff. The thing that I like most out of that joke, actually, was um, a mess of puppies. Yeah, I had to I convert like to a, from American all the way through it, and I messed that one up. Oh, I like the idea of a me- mess of children as well. Mess I think children, works well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was all sorts of Americanisms. Americanisms. Oh, I don't like <sighs> Americanisms. Whatever next. Yes, I tried to remove them all. We'll missed, all be, missed one. We'll have to be eating hamburgers <laughs> next. We're going to go do that now, aren't we? Yeah. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. All right, so um, there goes the show for the week. That pretty much does it. We will be back again next week with not last-minute selected apps, but carefully considered and crafted podcasts in every way. Believe that, believe anything. <laughs> Bye.